Hello, and welcome to Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti. A weekly radio show featuring conversations with successful women who have shown bravery, integrity, and independent thinking to lead a truly rich and rewarding life. Broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. And now, here's your host of Life on Purpose, Deb Coletti. I am Deb Coletti, and I'm here on Life on Purpose, and uh, which is a show that comes to you weekly on t- a Tuesday at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, with me today is Bonnie McElhaney Menton, a yoga teacher who actually taught my first yoga class ever uh, in my life here on Martha's Vineyard a number of years ago, and she strikes me as just the the exact type of person I would like to know more about and bring here to the show. She has lived on the vineyard on and off since the 70s and full-time for the last many years, right, Bonnie? Um, she is uh, trained all over the world, from Hawaii to India to uh, Ashtanga in Omega in western Massachusetts. She gets around and does, uh, I think, traveling um, things off the vineyard in the winter, looking to do that more. She has got a great spirit. She's both zen and serene and a kick-ass, laugh-hard kind of girl with many sisters and knows how to have a good time. So, Vani, welcome to my show. Thank I'm so you, honored to have you here, and you are my guru, Zen leader. You are Please. amazing. Please, you're funny. And you live here full-time on the vineyard? I do, I do. I How live many here. years? Well, I lived here early in the probably the mid-70s and then left pretty much for all of the 80s <laughs> and moved back here in 91, and yeah. I've been back here since 91. Was it summering that got you here first? Did you move here? Well, you know, we used to come here as kids. Yeah. My mother used to bring us here. I've got three sisters, so we have four girls. And um, we had neighbors that had four girls as well. And the the two families used to come to the vineyard every summer, and we would rent a big place in Oak Bluffs on the park. Really? Yeah. And then one year, my sister Susan and I decided to come back as, you know, worked in restaurants. Mm -hmm. and, And we kind of just remained. So it's we've been back and forth here since the mid-70s. Wow, back in the hippy-dippy like days, Jaws right? Jaws was being filmed. Jaws, yeah, and yeah. we were having those great concerts up exactly. at Allen Sheep Farm and so yeah, on. Exactly. So you go way back. Way back. Right. Yeah, and your yeah. sisters, I know. I've met all of them, I think. Yeah, I've three, got three, three sisters. Three the, yeah. There's four McElhaney girls. What number are you? I'm the oldest. That's I'm the Eldicaca. The Eldicaca, oh, oh, <laughs> exactly. For a nice Irish girl, you exactly. got some good Yiddish there. <laughs> I think it's Yiddish, right? I think it is, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know the Irish part, but I should have known. Look at Red. Mm-hmm. She's got beautiful red yeah. hair. We'll show you a picture of her on the website and then YouTube and a video we were just oh, saying. <laughs> I know, but to see her move and, and work, you're amazing. How did Thank you get you, to the Zen, Zen Serene person that you are? Well, that's just sort of all out there on the mat, but it's been a long time. You know, I started doing yoga when I was in high school, which is really a long time ago, and um, just sort of kept it up. And then in, I don't know, I must have been in my early 20s, I had a teacher on the Cape, and she sort of encouraged me and trained me to teach. And I I said to somebody last week that I've been teaching since before there were yoga mats. Yeah. So that's really a long time. Towels. Yeah, towels towels. and blankets. Yeah. Well, that's amazing, because you've stuck with it, and we're one of this, this, I don't want to say senior, but seasoned. Yes, seasoned. Seasoned yoga teachers. Exactly. And you also traveled in your training, right? Yes, I I traveled and lived in India in my training, Mm -hmm. and I've studied, you know, I've studied a lot with a lot of really remarkable teachers. 
really remarkable and teacher. It's only become so popular now. I know. I mean, it's there are 44, 45 people in your class both days yeah. I was there. Yeah. I counted. Exactly. But there was not a room for another body. Not a room for another body. So I like to remind people that that means there's more people on the planet doing yoga, which you, is a good thing for yeah. all of us. I know you turn that into a positive, and nobody could in August. By August, people yeah. get really cranky here. Yes. Have you noticed? I've noticed. And they need this a little more than ever. Which but is they great. want their spot. Yes, they do. On the yoga mat, it's like there's no room for that in our no in our yoga community, yeah. our big yoga community. So it's a good way to remind people mm-hmm. that it is a good thing that there's so many people doing yoga, and there's so many great yoga studios here in the vineyard, and we are so lucky on Martha's Vineyard that we have a tremendous amount of fabulous yoga teachers yeah. i mean really and truly and there are there's something one, for everybody there's something for everyone and one day last week i looked in the newspaper and there was you could actually choose a night out of one out of 19 classes and now on they have Thursday. all on one schedule so it makes it much yeah, easier for exactly. me to navigate I, but i just want to find bonnie's but it's oh, there sweet. yeah now yeah. when i can i do it's fantastic thank you what was the turning point for you in the world of uh, yoga that you decided to make it your life's practice or it, in business really? yeah it just sort of be, it sort of evolved and in, in, in a very organic way I mean I just when I first started teaching yoga when this woman my teacher Callie her name was Callie Lewis Tabor <laughs> and when she first got me to teach I remember thinking well I can't take money for this this is such a spiritual deep thing and and she said to me you need to think of money as energy it's mm-hmm. an exchange of energy green energy for your yoga energy so that really allowed me the space to feel comfortable in taking, you know, find, taking money, monetary exchange. And it's a woman's thing not to be able to ask for money for it's things true. we think we should, should give away, care, caretaking. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And just, it took, you know, it took a while. I mean, do remember charging like between 2 and $4 a class? <laughs> oh, that was a long time ago. But, you know, and it, it's actually taken me a long time to feel comfortable in saying how much I charge for it's like value. a private class. It's yeah. value added. And it's, yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, I've studied a lot. Mm-hmm. I train a lot. I work hard at it. So I, I have to you know, really go into that place of self-worth. And you hold yourself large in that way because you, you get what you pay for, it's, too. If you give it away for free, you're not going to be the professional that you absolutely. are. Absolutely. And I think people don't appreciate anything if, it, if it's for That's free right. all the time. That's right. They take I, it for granted. Yeah, there has to be an exchange. Mm-hmm. I absolutely believe yeah, that. Yeah, I've learned that, too, and it is a tough lesson, but it's very rewarding it's when a, you go, it's okay to make money. Exactly. It's, it's And it's okay to ask for it. Yep. It's okay for it to ask for it. That's very cool. Yeah, it's t- and I think it's a hard thing for women mm-hmm. to ask for that. What do you do in the winter when all of these summer people are gone? Well, I still teach, yeah. you know, and, and it's interesting because the people that show up on the mat in the summertime, I barely see any of my year-round students, mm-hmm. you know, my, my winter students, I guess, in the summertime because everybody's busy and working and doing what they do. So there's a whole different flux of people in the winter. Certainly not 41 people on the mat, that's yeah. for sure. But I'm sort of in a process of thinking about making some changes. I, I guess to say I'm setting the intention mm-hmm. that, this winter I'm going to try and sort of go to a few different places um, during the winter and teach for certain small amounts of time. 
So I'm going to probably try to go out to the Bay Area. I have some oh, nice. Out so there. do guest spots, guest yeah, weeks and exactly. so on. Canyon Ranch always loves to have, or all those spas now love yeah, traveling. Exactly, exactly. Teachers. It's, yeah, and it's such a great way to change up what your, your environment and what you're doing. Exactly, and a good way to get out of here a little bit. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I mean, I love the vineyard, but it's certainly nice to get out. And, yeah, um, that and spa down in Arizona or exactly, whatever. Exactly, exactly. Go down to St. Bart's and you know teach some yoga would be great. You are both a Serene's and gr- woman, but I loved reading when you said uh, uh, you are interested in intelligent, classy wom- women who say fuck a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's the things that interest you, which I thought was hilarious. And I know you to be very funny and fun-loving, but when you take your class, and I know you are so calm and provide that safe safe place. But, yeah, tell me about your birthday last week with your sisters. Oh, well, that was too much fun. <laughs> I had a birthday last Saturday, and my sisters Leo, had the four yay. of us. Leo, August 14th. And the four of us went to, you know, they said, what do you want to do for your birthday? And this was around probably Easter. And I said, I just want the four of us to go away. So one of my sisters, her husband is a pilot and he owns his own helicopter. So he choppered us over to Nantucket and the four of us spent a hilarious weekend in Nantucket. McGurney girls. <laughs> just being so hysterical, you know, laughing till you're ready to fall over. And, you know, and rented overnight. bikes. Yeah, we stayed Good. for two nights oh, nice. and rented bikes and had some fabulous food and beach and just had a great, great weekend together, the four of us. Probably the people that I spend my most time with would be my sisters. They are great group and yeah. I totally identify with that I'm second of four girls yeah, and then yeah. the boy at the end um, so he had a lot of mothers but it, we raised each other we are a pack absolutely a total pack and absolutely we, it's the best place for me to go for friendship Ab- and, and family because you can't choose those ones but exactly. lucky, lucky when they turn out to exactly. be great friends exactly my mother used to say to us the best thing I ever did for you girls was to give you each other oh love that and she was so she was right an in important it. force of your, in your life oh. I remember when you lost her yeah. a couple just a couple Years Almost ago. four years ago now. That's amazing. Yeah, that was hard. How was? How, tell me about your relationship with her. Oh well, you know, my mother raised the four of us girls pretty much on her own. Mm. My father was pretty un, not present mm-hmm. and um, really, really close. And just you know, of course, growing up, we had that you know between the sisters, did be the, all that. My mother would say to us. You, these are the most important people in your life. No matter what happens, you're always going to have your and sisters. Each other. And she was just a woman that was extremely powerful in what she believed and what she did. And she really, I mean, when we were in Nantucket last weekend, one of my sisters, my sister Jill, kept laughing and she'd say, There's a little bit of mummy in all of us. Oh, because I we'd, love we'd that. find each other, like, you know. Uh, doing little things that would be so much my mother so uh, isn't yeah, that the coolest thing to see it live through mm-hmm. your siblings and through yourself absolutely things come out of your mouth go that was my dad exactly I love that exactly because they're gone and they're not gone no they're not very gone very sweet yeah so uh, totally it was it was hard losing her but it was um, it was such a gift because she was such an incredibly independent strong woman and so at the end she was ill for two years mm. she had cancer she gave us the gift of actually allowing us to take care of her because she was somebody that was really She's independent minutes, yeah. and you know so for her to allow us to totally take care of her for two years was was a real gift for us oh, okay. a real gift and for you us. all were able to share that together mm-hmm. and circle around absolutely oh, that's a lovely story because it can't always be like that no or you well, don't want to sometimes you know be yeah able to be present and share it yeah no uh, we made it work. i could tell it was like a reminded me of his t- historic picture of an indian tribe just 
all bonding together. I know Jill, I know Susan. And my youngest sister, Dari. Dari, yes, I've met her once before, too, at a yoga training years ago. Uh, We're going to come back in a minute and talk more about Eastern practice and what's going on in this country. It's a great epidemic. We'll be back in just a minute with Bonnie McInerney. McElhaney. Minton. (laughs) Got it. We're out. To join in the conversation right now, go to hearwomentalkradio.com and chat live online with Deb Coletti from Life on Purpose. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Jessica Dorvaj, host of the Where Is My Guru show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. The definition of guru is to lead from darkness to light, and one who is regarded as having great knowledge, wisdom, and authority in a certain area, and who uses it to guide others. Join us on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Where Is My Guru show, where gurus from the areas of art, travel, creative activism, wellness, and the spa share their infinite wisdom and maybe a glass of wine. Fridays at 3 p.m. right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. Police Psychics, Find Me, with Kelly Snyder and Valerie Graham. This fascinating program explores how vetted psychic sleuths team up with law enforcement to find success, show how this can bring awareness, hope, and closure to families. Also presented are important possibilities which psychic assistance offers for law enforcement, especially at the beginning of an investigation. Host Kelly Snyder is a retired federal agent with 25 years in law enforcement. He's an author and the founder of Find Me, a non profit organization of talented worldwide psychic crime solvers, canine search and rescue volunteers, and others who provide leads in missing person and homicide cases. Find Me's work creates a raised awareness of how psychic abilities can add a tool to a detective's arsenal. Snyder is teamed with co-host Valerie Graham, an author and former sheriff staffer in correctional psychiatry. Join them Tuesdays, 2 p.m. at hearwomentalk.com, H-E-R-E, womentalk.com. Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843-361-2700 or visit MyrtleBeachGhostWalk.com for advanced tickets. The Myrtle This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Welcome back to Life on Purpose. Once again, here's your host, Deb Coletti. Hi, I'm back with Bonnie. McElhaney. McElhaney. McElhaney, 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 McElhaney. I'm saying it four times. McElhaney. McElhaney. And the reason why I'm having trouble saying your your name that you were born with and are going back to um, because it's new to me but you've gone through you've made a decision to change up your life a little bit as have I a little less recently Um, tell me about how you're doing and and behind that you're living that intention yes well I got after 27 years of being married I um, got a divorce like two years ago Mm -hmm. and it was one of those things that sort of you know they say everything sort of comes to you at once as my my mother was sick Mm -hmm. My marriage wasn't happening any longer in a healthy way, and um, then we ended up selling the house as well. So I had three huge, you know, a a death, a divorce, and a big move. Dear God, did you need yoga? Exactly. (laughs) That was the thing that took me through. Mm -hmm. Because no matter what was going on in my life, as soon as I would get onto the yoga mat, 
I could totally, you know, walk in and teach a class and be totally present and not be have mm-hmm. any part of my what was happening in my life affect my practice. Some you could control, some you couldn't. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Was there was having your mom be sick and and going through that very difficult time? Did that change? Did that open up? your eyes to your marriage and oh, the situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It yeah. was a total catalyst for when that. you go through such a dark time, it really does make you go, yeah. yeah you know, important. and I don't really necessarily was think it was one of those things when you say, Well life is too short because mm-hmm. it wasn't like my mother had a short life. She was seventy eight when she died and lived a very extremely mm-hmm. full and happy life. But it was just I realized that uh, it wasn't a healthy environment for myself or, mm-hmm. or my husband any longer. So right. we really needed to make that split. And um, you know, after 27 years, you know you it's have a exactly long marriage. Exactly 27 years. Yeah. Me too. Exa- What's up with that? That's wild. It's not the seven year itch. It's I think 27 it's a 27 year. Itch. It's like your Saturn cycle. I think yeah. something like that. Regrets? You didn't do it sooner. Um. You know what? No. I feel yeah. like it, yeah. you know. I mean, I think that. I probably could have done it sooner, but it wasn't. It wasn't, wasn't ready. the right time. I, I wasn't That's ready. That's really good because like, that feeling is a hard one. Yeah, and I feel like I I knew when it was ready, and that's when it changed. And mm-hmm. so the, I was very very clear on that, mm-hmm. which was good. Yeah, which was what good. you decided to say yes to, and what you could say wanted to say no to. Absolutely, that's right. Hold Deb. yourself high, large. Yeah. It, absolutely, mm-hmm. Deb. That's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I got a lot of support from my family and my yeah. friends, and you know, those yeah. are the times. That they really, you need them. And things, you helped me a lot as I think back five years ago when I made a lot of changes mm-hmm. in my life, when I decided to change up certain friendships. And uh, I talk about it on my website mm-hmm. and my about thing. I'd get very honest about an epiphany I had. All these beautiful things and beautiful people, are they making me happy? Right. Um, and it just wasn't enough. And the real people came towards me, my real friends, and who I thought were my good friends at the time went away mm. and they didn't know how to deal and it does put up a mirror to people absolutely what's your experience oh that? without question i think the people get and i i think this is going to sound probably a little crazy but i think like oftentimes couples mm-hmm. you know get when somebody's getting a divorce or changing their life like that the couples get sort of nervous and yes. they sort of pull away almost like they're going to catch it or something you it's know? a mirror it feels like they're exactly. looking at their own relationship exactly. and what they're not shaking exactly up. you know and um you know i I do remember there were times in my marriage where, you know, some friends of mine would say, you need to move out of this. And at the time, I could say, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready. And I think that you do it when you're ready, exactly when you're ready. And oftentimes, the people around you aren't ready for you to That's be making right. those changes. And it's too scary for them or they just, for whatever reason. They feel like they're children in the divorce in a way. I've had friends feel like, oh, yeah. you're betraying me. I mean, you can't do that. We're yeah. not, we need you together. We exactly. always think of you as together. Mm-hmm. That means our whole world is, is rocked. Um, but they get over it. And the, the good ones are the real friends. And as I said, I remember you coming to my house for a party one night. Yeah. And you said, I have always loved you. And I think you're fantastic in the choices that you're making. And it was it was so important to have people step up and say that. They were afraid to say it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps um, so. Yeah. And, and I think that people feel they're not so comfortable oftentimes getting saying real exactly. things you know which is one of the things i love about the vineyard is that you know you can be you cannot see somebody like you and i we yeah, don't see each other exactly all that time. every summer five times a summer yeah and, and that next to you sweating together exactly <laughs> or you could run into somebody at Kronig's, like next to the cat food and yeah. all of a sudden you're having this like deep intense conversation mm-hmm. and then you might not see them again for another six months or a year or whatever but there is that there is that real 
essence of truth here, mm-hmm. I think, through a lot of people. I think and so, too. And the people that you want to surround yourself with is important. And particularly when you're going through something like that, yeah. I think it makes you realize what's important. And it can't be avoided. It's the elephant in the room. It really mm-hmm. is. This is what Bonnie's dealing with right now, or Deb's dealing with right now. And it's like, you know what? It's right out there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we and, have to talk about it. And I think for me, one of the things I'm just recalling this now that, you know, during the time when my mother was sick and then I was getting the divorce and selling the house. I was feeling so vulnerable, mm-hmm. and vulnerability is not a place that I'm really comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, that's right. You're a take-charge girl I'm a real, in a and calm I'm, way. And mm-hmm. I'm the oldest of four sisters. Right. You know, I'm like, and I'm just, vulnerability is not a com- comfortable place for me to be in. And so because this whole process took, a, you know, a few years, I mean, I really had to really allow myself to be in that place of vulnerability and it was actually quite beautiful it was really it felt like a really rich experience to allow myself to feel vulnerable out in the world and take care from others it's hard to say yes you can like your mom that's a great parallel there your mom wouldn't let go for those until she did yes and then you needed to i know fall apart i'm the same type Right to say, well, you know, I'm falling apart right here. Yeah, yeah we're take Leos. charge, hard. leaders, yeah. Leos. Yeah. Hard for us. Um, you know? It is oldest or almost mm-hmm. oldest in my case. But yeah, yeah. Ugh, no, that's a big lesson. What What is your next big lesson? What are you looking to learn? Well, for one thing, I'm trying to really, really work on my financial stuff this year. That's for <laughs> mm-hmm. sure. You know, I really, I have a tendency. You know, my my sisters all joke about me because I do love to shop. <laughs> I am a little crazy on the shopping situation, and so I've, I've recently in the past year sort of moved out of the stores onto eBay. <laughs> I love it. Okay, I just want to mention, yoga teacher, materialistic. That's just, I love it. I love it. It's but I just, I just love, the, you know, I just love textures. And, yeah. You know. eBay's fabulous. eBay was fun. But now I'm done with that. Yeah. So, so. Because that's know, another addiction we that's can have. Another, totally. And I just, you know, it's a distraction. Yes. It's a total distraction. And I'm really, really focusing this year on really, you know, being very, very centered and with a good intention in my finances, mm-hmm. which is... Um, the recession has kind of helped us just kind of all go, you know, we can say no. Absolutely. It's not embarrassing not to go out to dinner and spend, or say you can't. I don't want to. Exactly. And do we really need it? Or shop in your closet. Or shop in your closet. Love that one. <laughs> yeah. Back this year has been all about... I'm so sick of my clothes, I though. <laughs> we I need, need to, to do go a home clothes and change swap. my We need a clothes suitcase. swap. <laughs> Wouldn't that... After yoga one day, we'll all bring our stuff. Have a big clothes like swap. Like we used to in college. Yeah, love exactly. it. Put it out in the hall. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah. So getting your finances in shape and what else in your life? I know you're two years out from a divorce. Right. It's time to start. Yeah, that would fishing. be okay. That would be okay. I'm sort of you know feeling healed from all of that. And interestingly enough, it was um, you know I think that a couple of years ago, right after my divorce, I had um, an accident where I um, I severed the tendon oh, in my terrible. thumb. And I realized that it was really, you know, it was the universe telling me to just slow down. Slow down. So, and what happened, this was kind of a funny story, is that um, Dr. Gary Feudum, who's the plastic surgeon here on the island, who's also a hand surgeon, that's his specialty, he's also a yoga student. So he did the surgery on my hand, mended the tendon and the nerve and put me in a little brace sort of a situation and I kept on with my yoga and I was doing my chaturangas instead of using my hands I was using my fists and you know 
a week later, I popped all the stitches. Yeah. Oh, no. So he had to do the surgery again, and the second time he put me in this big, giant plaster cast, he told me he was putting me in lockdown. <laughs> so it was sort of like I tra- kept trying to fight the universe, but it was definitely going to keep me... Corral just you. <laughs> let myself be still and just let everything sort of... So you're doing just, those one-arm things a lot, right? Your left side got very... Kind of, yeah. But just to really slow down, yeah. you know... Really and surrender to, to that because Absolutely. we have to listen to those messages. Absolutely, it's beyond. It's bigger than us sometimes. Absolutely, and, and yeah. I have a friend who used to say, first the universe whispers, then the universe shouts, and then it just uses a fucking sledgehammer." <laughs> I like that. One. So I got the sledgehammer. I got when that the happened. sledgehammer. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't want that again. Get you upside the head. Yeah, I like, don't want did that you get again. it yet? Exactly. <laughs> Bonnie, so, listen to me. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my God. So I'm going li- to try and listen for the whispers now. Yeah, and listen to and see who comes along your path at the yes, next restaurant exactly. you're at. There you go. You never do know. We were just nope. talking about a funny side story there. And you you wrote on your, I wrote, read this somewhere that you wrote, that you'll never find the right person until you let go of the wrong one. That's true. And you did. Or the wrong one did. for now. Right. And you had all those years together. Right. But that's okay. I think that's wildly successful, well, 27 years. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say, yeah. Deborah. People say to me, what happened? And I say, you know what? I think 27 years is a very successful Huge. marriage. Yeah. And you've got history and stories, and totally. you'll always be in each other's lives. Absolutely. But and, and you weren't meant to live this long or to have, right. you know, it was about property. Absolutely. It wasn't about yes. and being so in love. Yeah. One of my students said Forever to me once that, uh, you know, when you're married for life, the life expectancy was 42. Yes. And, uh, you know. So uh, that would be a tw- uh, 15 year marriage. Yeah, exactly. And by then, you're really achieving. <laughs> But we stay, and we yeah, stay. Yeah, well, you know, it's all good. Oh, and that's a whole other it's story. It's all supposed to, you know, I yeah. think you leave when you leave, you yeah. know. Yeah, and it is the right time. Absolutely. Any regrets, yeah. None, not one. Not no, one. and even if they are, you that you realize that there is the right time. Yes. That, that it was the right time. And knowing um, that I gave every single bit of everything I mm-hmm. could, and and I'm sure he did as well. Change you know? is hard, but change is really Absolutely. rich and good. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take another break here, okay. and I'll be back Great. with Bonnie Mc, Mc, Laney. McLaney. McLaney. I'm not even close. Menton, in just okay. a minute. <laughs> so sorry. Why not join in the conversation right now? Go to hearwomentalkradio.com and chat live online with Deb Coletti from Life on Purpose. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Hi, this is Chris Hillenberg, the host of Hear Women Tell, here on Hear Women Talk Radio, where we interview professional storytellers to get the story behind the story. This week, we'll be interviewing Lenny Del Siemens. With a face and a voice that's launched a thousand characters, Lenny Del Siemens, a master story performer, is an award-winning international performer of Latino, original, and world stories spiced with mime, a cornucopia of voices, and a love of people. Lini is known for animated, interactive performances, encouraging listeners to rejoice in human and cultural diversity and delight in her urban American sense of humor. The 2002 Storyteller of the Year, Lini's been published in Storytelling Magazine, The Muse Letter, Tell Trader, and Ah, a tribute to Brother Blue. And she's been a headliner at the Storytelling Festival and International Storytelling Center. Join me this Wednesday at 3 p.m., when I interview Lenny Dell Siemens on Hear Women Tell here at Hear Women Talk Radio. Hello, race fans. This is Jeff Gilmer, creator of RacersReunion.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, check out my favorite, the Caravel Resort. The Caravel Resort has a golf department and concierge with golf privileges at virtually every course on the Grand Strand, including the coveted Dunes Club. 
And ladies, pamper yourself with Caravel's Studio Spa, featuring services such as Swedish massage, heated stone therapy, reflexology, manicures, pedicures, facials, and more. Awaken your senses with the most requested massage and spa therapies. The Caravel Resort, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 800-507-9145. Get the best rate on the Grand Strand when you use promo code RACERS at thecaravel.com. 800-507-9145. Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Comments, questions, opinions? Then join in the conversation right now. Go to hearwomentalkradio.com and chat live online with Deb Coletti from Life on Purpose. Once again, here's your host, Deb Coletti. Here I am back with uh, Bonnie, <laughs> and I'm not. I'm just going to leave it right there. there. Go. And good, good, uh, during good. the break, we were talking about yeah, the the, the 27 years, and now we're going to bring it up to a little more fun subject. Okay, this isn't fun. What do you think has happened? What has been the shift in our country to all of a sudden say Eastern medicine, Eastern practice? There's a science to it. It's really finally being taken seriously. Absolutely. Well, I think that mainstream, I mean, look at the Dalai Lama. He goes and speaks yeah. at Harvard, mm-hmm. do you know, and they're talking about energy and and movement of energy. And I think that people are finally recognizing that some of, you know, like acupuncture, 5,000 years mm-hmm. old, I mean, obviously this is working, and it's become... Slowly, and I also think because the planet is in such a crazy state right, right now that people are realizing that what we have been doing isn't working. Doesn't work. Isn't yeah. working anymore. And that there are so many alternatives out there that actually, there's, it's so great. There's so many more modalities for people to hook into that there's definitely something mm-hmm. for everybody. Right. And the healing powers of, I mean, I'm not catholic girls that we yes, were raised exactly i gave it up for lent but i do understand the the belief in praying you know people praying for you oh, different absolutely. healing powers absolutely and this energy that we share in our yoga class and in other ways through mm-hmm. all the eastern medicines it's really finely and it seems to have leapt forward in the last decade i agree yeah i agree well i also think i mean it was interesting because when my mother was being treated for cancer mm-hmm. she was at dana farber and part of what they offered was um, you know you could have cranial sacral work you Wonderful. could have massage you could have reiki you know all of those modalities were offered to people being treated with cancer and it's a holistic approach a, a totally yeah. holistic approach and it just I don't know it's always made sense to me and there's a place for medicine in, in those situations we go Absolutely. to but, but there are times like high blood pressure you need to take your Absolutely. my, my yes. grandmothers would have been alive to 80 something not died of 40 right I take my medicine to, but you go to a doctor Doctor, you go to a doctor, you get medicine. You go to a surgeon, you get surgery. Right. You know, there are other ways to heal. If you've got a torn meniscus, you need surgery. Absolutely. uh, If you need healing hands uh, for other things that are not serious, it's in... It's wonderful the right. practice and, of that. And it's great that we get the choice and that you can use both. Right. That you can have both. You can have surgery and then have acupuncture or you can have, you know, um, you know, energetic light on your joints or you can, ha- you know. Which ha- augments the healing process. Exactly. It totally Absolutely. makes it much. Yes. So you can use both. And I think that, I, I guess, you know, most of us, at, you know, since this lep- leap has come through the decade, mm-hmm. at that, you know, it's probably our Woodstock generation sort of mentality that has sort of carried on. I mean, we have always sort of wanted to break through and see what was behind 
the sort of, you know. Right. And learning we are what we eat, we are what we say, we are what we think, and that negativity is toxic. Absolutely. You know, as is food and and medicines that you really don't need. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I think that, you know, as far as words go, it's interesting because I, you know, in teaching yoga, I try and be so, so clear in my languaging for people in what I'm saying to Mm -hmm. them. And, um, you know, as far as knowing that some things are going to affect other people. Like, for example, all of a sudden, you know, when I'm having you do a Bhujangasana Cobra Pose and I invite you to bring your thumbs back Mm -hmm. to where a nipple on a breast would be. I love how you chose those words the other day. Yeah. sometimes people don't have a nipple on their breast. it's not there. So it's like where it would be. So, Mm. And I think that language and words is so important. And it is true that what we say, we it's magnetic. It draws that energy towards us. I've really been... um, really been doing really well on this is, too is that for the past I would say probably at least eight or nine years eliminating the word should out yeah. of my vocabulary there are no shoulds you no, open the I, class with I, that I don't use that word in mm-hmm. my vocabulary because I think if you can let go of that word it creates so much more space mm-hmm. for something else you, you are know? where you're supposed to be or yeah you, you could say you might feel range. better if you exercised you might feel better if you didn't eat a pint of ice cream I like every that. night I like that you know Instead of saying you shouldn't eat that ice cream, yeah. you know the and person knows they shouldn't they should, eat it. Exactly, they don't need you exactly. to tell them that. Exactly, you know? it's a punishing mother. It's, it's you don't need that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I, I, that's one word. And the other thing I'm trying to, I'm working on now is when people say, you know, oh, I'm starving. It's like, no, mm-hmm. we are not starving. That's there right. are people that are. We are not. Mm-hmm. I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Haven't eaten breakfast. I'm not satiated as I always am. Ex- so luckily, exactly. Yeah. But you're not yeah. starving. Mm-hmm. You know. So I think those are the are drama things. that goes with it. That and to be mindful that that there are people starving. Yeah. You know, that there are people whose back is killing them. You know, yeah. my back isn't killing me. My right. back is a little bit tight this morning, but. And we become that drama that we describe sometimes. We live in our stories in our head with all the woe be me. Absolutely, Deb. It manifests itself in in pain and injury. Absolutely. Absolutely. So fun talking to you. I love this. I know, isn't this fun? We've not talked this much ever. We stand next to each other. And I have to say, what, what makes you cranky? I have, a, I have something that I'm going to tell you, but I'm asking you first. What makes you cranky? What no makes sleep. you mad? Sleep. Oh. No, lack of sleep is my big thing. Yeah. Sleep, I think sleep is very underrated. It is, and uh, it's supposed to be so healing. Oh God, I need my sleep, and if I don't get my sleep, I get. I, I'm not. A, I'm not a happy. Do you take camper. naps? Oh, I love a nap. Absolutely. How long are your naps? I could take anywhere from like a 20-minute to a two-hour nap. Seven minutes, 43. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm a big napper. I think they're really... I mean, you You're think... You're supposed to live longer if you nap. And in most cultures... Did you know that, listeners? You yeah. Live, I mean, in mo- a lot of cultures, everybody takes a nap in the middle of the Siesta. day. Exactly. They Manana. close up shop and everybody <laughs> Italy, goes in. Portugal. Yeah. Mexico. It's true. France. Everywhere. I just want to buy some oranges. Open the store. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think naps are important. Uh, my mother was a napper. We were, we were like raised nappers. Really? Yes, absolutely. Your four-hour nap now. Exactly. <laughs> what pisses you off? Hmm. Hard to believe. I'd like to oh, see no, that. Oh, there's plenty that does, I'm sure. <laughs> Other than your ex-husband. Um, um, yeah. No, he doesn't piss me off. Good. Um, let's see. Let me think about that one. Ask me another question because okay. I'm sure something, I know something. Rude people piss me Rude off. Rude people. Rude people. Rude people. Really how about August? Off. Can we talk about August? Yeah. yeah we did a little bit yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. So, rude people. Rude people can piss me off. Mm-hmm. And, um... 
sometimes tra- I can get like I'm very frustrated yeah, right. in traffic and that kind of stuff. I have to. Interesting. I did an exercise <laughs> with myself a few years ago, and it was in the winter, like February here on the vineyard. And I was going to a friend's house for dinner who lived in Chilmark, and I was lived in Vineyard Haven. And I decided that I was going to drive the speed limit the whole way, which meant at some places I was crazy. driving 20 miles an hour. <laughs> thir- and I'm the only one on the road. It's a good practice, though. And I wanted to jump out of my skin. <laughs> I was like, I just felt my whole body was like, oh. Yeah. And I had to really sort of, you know, bring myself back in and down, in and down, and go into that place to find that stillness you know to get take that edge away so I, I like to drive fast yeah and no. and it's like to to do that exercise try it someday like, and just make yourself hurry uh, up and wait yoga ex- teacher exactly actually you came in right at nine o'clock the other day really? and i was sitting in my car going she's just cutting it close there miss bonnie <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the thing I, I always think i have more time than i do and i think but that you weren't frazzled you just come in and take command bonnie chooses her words really good in class and that's important to me because i have one of my rants is of the many things, Starbucks employees that talk to each other while you're waiting in a 12-people line, and they're joking around some. My other one is yoga teachers who talk too much, and and you are not one. You choose your words well, and you explain things, and I come as much for the the, the, the words that I'm hearing and that calm my body and the movements and we take time to get into the class and to get as it should be an mm-hmm, hour and a half mm-hmm. class but you choose your words really well and you describe what we're doing and how we're doing it scripted almost but completely fluid as our bodies are moving but some yoga teachers is like shut the front door I know I, I hear, don't you. Hear I hear you I know sometimes it's true it's distracting <sighs> but there you go again that's yep. your edge that's my and yeah. so that is you know that that's is my perhaps Leo where going. you want to you know you get to that edge mm-hmm. and you want to sort of take it back a little bit well, then I surrender I have to go just exactly. listen and, that's what and I mean. go I, with it absolutely yeah, I think that finding being able to find, be at your edge and then kind of backing away from yeah. it. Yeah, and what did of, you learn from exactly. your edge? And, Absolutely. And what's what is it about you or the other person you're feeling cranky about? Yeah, and so. in, yo- in yoga we like to say your edge is your place of greatest learning. Mm, you know, love because that. you're 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 totally right there. You are not any place else when you're at your edge. You are at your edge, so you really can see what it is that's really pissing you off or yeah. making you yeah. feel. Yeah. Like, and then it really you have to look in there and. Yeah. shine a light yeah. and see. Mm. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, that mm. exercise of the speed limit. I wanted to jump out of my skin. Mm-hmm. I was really the only person on the road driving like 25 miles an hour up Old County Road. <laughs> I was like... Oh. And I was the lady behind you screaming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you were hearing Get that red hat off the road. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you do that's completely ridiculous and funny that we would never know about you? Because you know mine. <laughs> oh, well, I know you love the karaoke. <laughs> I, I do karaoke with the hairbrush. <laughs> Yeah. And I definitely close the curtains and dance all the time Yay. at night. Like to Absolutely. See that. Like I to love to that. dance. I think dancing is just a fabulous thing to do. Do you dance do. with your sisters and all, get silly all the time. and crazy? Oh. All the time. Absolutely. <laughs> dance in the kitchen, but dance in the bedroom. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing we like to do is move furniture around. Really? Oh, yeah. We love like that to too. rearrange rooms, move furniture around. It's new beginnings. Yeah. It's what is great. That? It's just changing up that Change energy. Change it up. You know? Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. I love doing that, too. Your so life I, on purpose, what does what leading a truly rich life look like to you? I think really being in the place where you can separate what the stories are in your ma, in your head as opposed to what is truth, what is reality. Or the stories you know? we're making up. Exactly, because, yeah. boy, we can really make up some wild stories. And, um, 
you know, there's a woman who I did some work with, um, this woman named Byron Katie. I don't know if you're yeah. familiar with her Dude, work. Yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, her whole thing is the questions are, is this the truth? Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, for me, I ask myself that a lot when I start to going off into story, into story in mm-hmm. my head. And is this the truth? Yeah. And what if this is the truth? What does that mean? And how are you going to be with that? And it just, I, I feel from my own self, it gives me such freedom to be able to recognize, you know, okay, so this is the truth. And what this is story in my head has really no, got nothing to do right. with reality. And we catastrophize and go on with the drama. Absolutely. And, yeah. Absolutely. So for me, that's a huge thing, mm-hmm. is, is really recognizing the, the difference, separating the stories in my head to what the real truth is. Yeah. For sure. And if you had to uh, impart our next generation, the people coming up in your classes, those young women mm-hmm. and young boys you had in the class the other day, yeah, wasn't that cute, so nice to cute? say? Yeah. What would you he say to them? He came back again this Did morning. Did Josh? Yes. And, uh, and Zach. Zach. Yeah. They were darling. They're really cute. Um, and good for them. Yeah, Because you don't see a lot of them. No, and that was his first class the other morning, and he came back. I said to him this morning, good, you're back. Looking Glad back, to would see you it. change anything that you did or tell them? You don't need to do this. It's not, you know, don't worry about the, the small stuff, yeah, those well, cliches, I think but beyond that. You know, I, I have... Um, I have a niece that's 23, I have a niece that's 15, I have a mm. nephew that's 12, I have, you know, a lot of family that have younger, you know, my, my daughter, my stepdaughter, Skyla's 33, just ready to have a baby, wow. I'm going to be a grandmother, <laughs> I'm going to be a grandmother. Really? Yes, she's Your my daughter? stepdaughter, she's my oh, step from so Scott's marriage, my marriage hurt her. her, yeah, so Still she's your here on the vi- vineyard <laughs> and she's having a baby in about three weeks. Wow, congratulations, that's really excited. some new status, totally excited. I can't wait, well I can wait, but Funny I can't wait. Story. <laughs> I talk about the shopping moment. I went into, there was this shop in Vineyard Haven on uh, Main Street, and I went in to buy a candle for somebody, and I looked in, and I saw, all of a sudden, I saw all this, all these beautiful baby clothes. And I <laughs> said to her, oh, my God, you have baby clothes. How long have you been carrying those? She said to me, 12 years. I mean, I just your wasn't... Your eyes weren't open to I it yet. I wasn't even looking That's for that. That's right. I've, not I've in your market. A, I've opened a whole, whole new shopping, shopping venue. Thing. I think you should take up knitting. <laughs> Not, yeah, yeah that could be a It's good a little idea. cheaper. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and what would you like this new baby to know about this fabulous Bonnie grandmother, oh. Grandma Bonnie? I like that. Yeah, really. Um, well, I, I think that in you know, this lifetime, really, she really, he should know to really trust what your inner voice tells you. Yeah. I, I think that your inner voice is really, really, you know, yeah. so much we don't really listen. Thank and you. I, That's I a think brilliant that, that is just. You know, and to trust that voice. And I've heard it said, not only listen to that little voice, obey, obey. that little voice. Yeah, that's true. Because it's always right. It is. Uh, it is. You, Bonnie, are so delightful. Oh, you're with these so beautiful sweet, blue Deborah. eyes on her, uh, this red, gorgeous hair, flaming, not flaming red, long, wonderful red Leo mane here, Leo, Leo the Lion. There you go. Thank you so much for Thank being you, with Deborah. me today. This I feel was honored. Like in a second. I feel honored. This and was so me lovely. to you. Thank you, you really, love. sweetheart. I thank you so much. Thank and, you. And uh, we will be back with. Uh, questions that will be called in to, uh, about Bonnie and Deb's conversation right here today on Hear Women Talk. To join in the conversation with Deb Coletti from Life on Purpose, please call 646-652-2071 or log on and chat with her at hearwomentalk.com. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, my name is Jesse Jordan with Further Faster Initiatives and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. 
Police Psychics Find Me with Kelly Snyder and Valerie Graham. This fascinating program explores how vetted psychic sleuths team up with law enforcement to find success, show how this can bring awareness, hope, and closure to families. Also presented are important possibilities which psychic assistance offers for law enforcement, especially at the beginning of an investigation. Host Kelly Snyder is a retired federal agent with 25 years in law enforcement. He's an author and the founder of Find Me, a nonprofit organization of talented worldwide psychic crime solvers, canine search and rescue volunteers, and others who provide leads in missing persons and homicide cases. Find Me's work creates a raised awareness of how psychic abilities can add a tool to a detective's arsenal. Snyder is teamed with co-host Valerie Graham, an author and former sheriff staffer in correctional psychiatry. Join them Tuesdays, 2 p.m. at hearwomentalk.com. H-E-R-E, womentalk.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, home of Zeus Broadcast Network and Hear Women Talk, there's a wonderful adventure that you should try. Carolina Safari Jeep Tours. Go to www.carolinasafari.com and check out Carolina Safari. Mention Hear Women Talk and get a discount from Carolina Safari Jeep Tours. See another side of Myrtle Beach. Get wild with wildlife. Explore history, nature, and mystery on a Carolina Safari Jeep Tour. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Welcome back to Life on Purpose. Once again, here's your host, Deb Coletti. Hi there, I am on the line here with uh, Bonnie uh, Minton. I'm leaving it at that because I still can't pronounce it, Bonnie. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. We are here live together with our listening audience. Uh, I love how uh, when you called me last night, you said exactly, absolutely, absolutely, exactly. I didn't think you said it so much, but it was <laughs> you were a very agreeable guest, and I thank well, you. Well, that's all I heard was myself saying, exactly, Deb, exactly, exactly. Well, it's nice that we, we, that we agree with each other. Great minds think alike. We do, and we have so much more in alignment than we realize. I, I, I know. We never really talk to people this deeply until I've been doing this show, and I have friends for many years, and, and the people I've talked to on this show, I know so much better than friends I've had for years, and I've known you for years, but I've learned so much about you, and I love that part of this, uh, getting deep, and I, I recommend that to all of you listening audience, because uh, go out and interview your mom, your stepmom, your, your mother-in-law, she'll like you better. <laughs> Well, you're really, really, really great at what you do, Deb. You really, I, I, I was just delighted to listen to the interview last night, and um, it was really fun. That's very sweet of you to say, and, and, and as you can tell, I enjoy it. I have never been at a loss for words. <laughs> and, it's a great job for you. <laughs> for that, to that well, point. Well, great so. work, I should say, because I bet it doesn't really feel like a job. It it does at times. It's, it can be hard work, absolutely, but it really is such a joy to get people's stories out. Everybody's yeah. got a story, and yours. So. Speaking of choosing words, I, you do choose your words so well. And both the uh, the interview, your 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 command of language, I think, is so impressive. And in class, I love that about being in your class. You really you. I, I have a rant on my uh, blog right now. It's called bitchin'. And you ought to take a look at it, everybody. And one of the things is yoga teachers that talk too much. It's like, shut up and show us. Yeah, it's hard sometimes because there's there's so much you want to impart in a class, Mm -hmm. you know, but you you have to really know when to step back a little bit and Mm -hmm. let somebody get into their own 
their own experience and not have to listen to you, you know, to me so yeah. much. Sometimes that's why I do a lot of take a nice deep inhale and a big, <sighs> not only for the students, but also for myself. Absolutely. It's, I said absolutely and exactly. Oh, shit. No. <laughs> there you go. Well, at least it wasn't. We're going to have to take a drink every time we say that word, okay? We would be so Ooh, that That would be dangerous depending <laughs> on what we're sipping on. Um, I've got a little club soda right here, so that works for me this morning. Likewise with grapefruit juice in my case. Yeah. <laughs> what What's been going on for you in the last uh, couple weeks? What's the fo- yeah, you have a grandbaby about to be I born. I do. I have an absolutely spectacularly beautiful granddaughter, Adelaide. Ooh, congratulations. Oh, she's just, I'm addicted. I actually went over to the house the other day to see them because they live right down the road. And, um, I mean, oh. I came in the house and I said, I need an Adelaide fix. I was just oh, having what a sort of wonderful world. How old is it, she now? She was three weeks on last Friday, so she's almost a month. She was born on the 17th. My goodness, well, that's a big deal. I can hear the joy in your voice. Oh, I'm she's not rushing it, but I can't wait. <laughs> just yummy, and it's just, it's so amazing to see how much love mm-hmm. uh, this little baby has just brought into so many lives. You know, mm-hmm. really, really, just a, such a healing thing. So it's been wonderful. Aww. And another and girl in the family. I know, that's what we I do well. It. We do girls. We girls. do girls. Yes, we uh-huh. do. We do girls very well in the McElhaney Menton. Family. That's very sweet. Are you all absolutely? Does she live close by? Yes, um, they live right down the road. So nice. I mean, they're literally like five minutes away. So I can pop in and out of there all the time, which is which I do frequently. Isn't Oftentimes, it? bringing dinner or something, so I don't come empty-handed. So they can take a break and you know have dinner made for them. So you're the best kind of grandma. Not mm. all they're not all like that. <laughs> but no, that's no, wonderful. So She's very lucky. Hard for me to believe oh. I'm a grandmother when somebody says that. Oh, you're a grandmother. It's like who? I, I keep turning around to see who's behind me. When you think of the old days when we were, you know, people our age, whatever age we are, you know, were, were yes. they would have white hair and they, um, and they, we would not, we, we wouldn't be dyeing our hair, we would not be going to gym, we would not be doing yoga, we would not be in shape, and we'd be little bubble headed, gray haired ladies at our age. But we're not going to give in to that, Grandma. Not like us, that. definitely not us. Yep. Yeah. Now, tell me, from the show, there are some great points that you made, and I really love the part about uh, the vulnerability, and from your mom to you, and and how we we like to take control of our lives, and we think we can control our lives, but when it comes down to it, we have to surrender. Uh, that was such a beautiful story you told about your mom, and how mm-hmm. you came together, and even you, when you hurt yourself, and uh, your hand, and needing to, to surrender to that. It's, I think it's um, it's really challenging, and it's a big challenge for me because I'm much more the sort of person that wants to just push right into something, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think for me, one of the the biggest ways of learning that surrender was through a yoga practice, mm-hmm. because um, oftentimes for me, I want to just you know really pump up my practice and really do it, you know, a powerful practice and. And some days that is just not what's showing up, and yeah. it's um, it's a really a big thing. I'm I'm much more comfortable being on the edge than I am. I guess let's rephrase that. The edge mm-hmm. for me is to surrender, is to step back and surrender. That's my right. edge. That's where I feel really challenged. And pushing I, through that, what is the trick to that? Because I know certain days you just go, I need to get get up and leave class, but you can't. Right. 
Well, I luckily I never feel. I mean, I would never. Uh, when I'm on the mat, when I'm teaching, it's it's. I'm very happy there. That's a really, really mm. comfortable place for me to be. It's true. I yeah, think I it's more that. so. Um, you know, in my own life, to pull back a little bit and surrender more. That's mm-hmm. where I find it to be challenging. You know. Mm-hmm. How are you out uh, in when you have to surrender as the leader of a class? Again, that's you taking charge. When you're out um, now in the dating pool, how is that? Mm-hmm. What do you do? How does that translate from a yoga teacher to surrendering at a, a bar? <laughs> and how do you t- have that conversation with the guy sitting next to you? It's hard. It's scary stuff. It is. It's very hard and scary stuff, and I'm not very good at it, I must be honest. <laughs> yeah, let's really talk about that. How could we be better at that? I what don't really know. I, I don't, I'd have to channel somebody else. That's true. I would have to <laughs> pretend I was somebody else, be a little bit more flirty or something. I guess I'm not that comfortable being, like, flirty. I, it's just not... I'm way out of practice, I guess I should say. You know, well, this is something that's interesting. I, I talk to clients about this because I know I work with people that are very much like that. They're introverted or strong in their business world and very powerful, very successful. But when it comes to having that part of, the, of their uh, juice to come up and, and talk to somebody, I, I suggest that they channel, they do exactly that. You pretend to be somebody else. I have a friend yeah. who is brilliant at a cocktail party. I observe her and I go, wow, I'm going to be Susan. I'm just going to be very engaging and or ask people a lot of questions. That's a very good trick when you ask somebody all yeah. about them. People love to talk about themselves. You can draw That's anybody true. out. And I pretend to be Susan and I've recommended that to people and they go, wow, that really works. You know, so be... Uh, your boldest sister or your best friend that you know that does it really well. That's a good idea. I'm going to try that. I might have to go out this weekend and give that a whirl, and I'll let you know how that works for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's very funny. I think that's yeah. a really great idea. Would you blog idea. it to me? Would you put it on my blog? And I, tell I, me will, I will. I will. That? That's so funny. I definitely will. Absolutely. In coaching, we hold people accountable, so we need to have you uh, get back to me in a week and tell me how you did. I, okay. I ask people every day, do one thing that scares you every day, and so that could be yours. That will <laughs> definitely be mine. Absolutely. I talk to a new person every day on the street at Kronig's, wherever you're shopping. It's just like, hey, I like your shoes or whatever. Do the opposite. Do the opposite. Right. Be George Costanza. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. No, I do. I did read somewhere a long time ago that, you know, to say hello to every guy, no matter, and I do do that, whether they're like, you know, 17 or 70, I always give a smile and say hello. So, nice. yeah, give that a try, but so far nothing's really percolating for me. Ah, uh, well, you need to get off the rock maybe for a bit too. That's there uh, you go. That would be a good idea. <laughs> I think that up. would be a good idea. We get stuck yeah. in our environments, we really do, and it's hard to skip perspective on things, which we all know, but it's hard to do. Um, I interviewed somebody a couple weeks ago, which the show is yet to air, but it's fascinating. A woman who wrote, uh, "What would Audrey do?" and uh, thinking about it through Audrey Hepburn's uh, from her perspective. Oh. Wouldn't that be interesting? Channel Audrey. Wow. There you go. That would be very good. Her other book, and I'm going to ask you this question, is are you a Marilyn or are you a Jack? Are you a Marilyn or a Jackie? What are you? Oh, I would have to say I'm much more of a Marilyn than a Jackie. <laughs> I don't have quite that poise that, uh, that Jackie has. And you'd be surprised how much poise Marilyn had. You're very poised. Oh, well, but no, she totally did. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, I, I think I would go with the Marilyn. But I, <laughs> I wouldn't be quite, you know, not really quite there. <laughs> no. But, but we, have, we have a combination in us. I had one person say, I want to be a Carol Burnett. I don't want to be either one of those. <laughs> is yeah, there anyone else you could come up with that uh, you think is is more you? 
I don't know. I'll have to ponder that question. I'll say, and I'll put that we on your blog, Lucille too. could Lucille Ball just as the redhead, but I want to be yeah. Lucille Ball. <laughs> well, I could be Anne Margaret in her okay. younger days. In her Big younger thing. days. That's a there good There you go. I could be Anne Margaret. Fabulous. Channel My Anne. sisters sometimes call me, they're, they're Goldie. You're our Goldie, they'll oh, tell me. You are a Goldie Hawn type, too. That's true. <laughs> so I want you to channel those people, okay? That's your job. Oh, I think I will. That's a good there. idea. I'm going to... I'm going to shake take that, that on. That booty baby should go out dancing. How about that? That's my There you go. Point. That would be good. I, that I do love to do. That I'm very happy to do. You sing and dance with your sisters. Take it out yes. to the first. Why not? There you go. There you go. Sure. What else? What didn't we cover in our in our little chat? That well, you, you know, I, I was thinking at that day after leaving you and... Um, I was thinking that one of the things that I think is really, really important is um, that sense of having gratitude. Mm. You know, I, I didn't really, we didn't, I didn't really speak about that. And I think that um, you know, in my class, at the end of every class, I, I always invite students to find one thing to be grateful for. Yeah. And I think that um, you know, without having gratitude, I think that that is um, a real miss. For a lot of people, I think that if everybody could find, you know, one thing every day to be grateful for, whether it's, you know, oh my God, I'm so happy I have a cat, or I'm so happy it's sunny out, or whatever it is, that you know, it can really make a shift in your in your mood, in your attitude, mm -hmm. in everything. And yeah. I think that that is, um, you know, I think in when I was That's listening such to an the important one. Yeah. yeah, and I think, you know, last night when I was listening to the interview and you had said something like, you know, ask me what would I want to impart to my granddaughter and I said, mm -hmm. you know, listening to that inner voice, yes. which I think is extremely, you know, right on and important, but I also think that, you know, making sure you have a sense of gratitude because mm -hmm. I think without that you really, um, there's, there's an emptiness there without having yeah. the gratitude. It's true. It's easier to complain. Somebody chatted in um, saying that very thing, like, oh, my, I, I do say my back is killing me all the time. Or, and I chatted back. It's, it, it is easier to complain, and it becomes a bad habit. Um, yeah. But it's in, when we really focus on the positive and not dwelling on the negative, act how you want to feel. Even if you feel like crap, smile. It feels good. It changes how you feel inside and the gratitude Absolutely. there. Absolutely. So. And, you know, this house I'm living in now that I have, you know, I'm in a rental since I sold my house, and okay. it's down on towards Hines Point. Past, so every day I have to, when I leave my house and when I come home, I pass the lagoon. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so uh, no matter what's going on in my head, I just, I automatically go, oh, my God, it's so beautiful, you know, no yeah. matter what it looks like. And so it's just, it's sort of like, I, I feel like I have a little eraser that happens on my way home and on my way out, that no matter yeah. what's going on, I get to make that pause and just, you know, and of course, we're so fortunate on the vineyard that pretty much everywhere you look is beautiful, but... Um, yeah. You know, this it's true. Me Letting nature bring you back to yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Somebody focusing asked on me one thing. Yeah, what brings you joy? And I said that passing that lagoon every day brings me mm -hmm. joy. I love that. And I, I remember I used to pass a certain place on the vineyard, which upset me, somebody that had done me wrong kind of thing. And every yeah. time I passed by their house, I went, oh, I've got to change that feeling. You know, I don't want to live yeah. with that. So I started good, channeling. Good. 
dolphins in the water in the sea and I could see the water at the same time I could see their property and I went oh my gosh look at that I can I now see whales breaching in the sea when I go by that house and it was such a wonderful to ch- way to change it up um, and it, it really stuck with me and that's, that's, that's very good. Yeah. I like this channeling thing you've got going on, Jeff. <laughs> we got we got to act out, you know. We want I, to I think it's good. It's definitely look. working for you. <laughs> we'll see. I, I want to be thinner, so I'm going to dress thinner. I don't know how to do that. Maybe I will be then. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question. When you met Wes, who were you channeling that night? I was channeling uh, a good time, I think. I was just, he had a nice bottle of champagne, and I said, how'd you get that bottle of champagne? <laughs> Is that good? And I had no okay. idea. I Maybe actually, I'll channel you. Channel me. I'll channel <laughs> so you. How is that, Cosmo? What is that drink you're drinking kind of thing? There you go. No. I think I'll channel you, Deborah. Be silly, and you know what? That's the key to me. Is don't I can't take myself that seriously. If I do, it's just silly. I just feel foolish. <laughs> I yeah. laugh at myself, and I, you know, sometimes we have to. Sometimes it's just heavy and hard. But if we can lighten up, now we are coming down to uh, the closing music, Miss Bonnie. That went fast. Okay, Deb, I'm loving talking to you again, Love and I think you. next time you come down, we might just have to go out and have a have a have glass a of wine pop. together, exactly. so that we can just Absolutely. continue going on with this. <laughs> okay. Love Give my love to Wes. I will. Best to you, Bonnie. Thanks for chatting. Oh, I love. Bye bye. Take care. Ciao. Thank you, Dustin. Are we out? I think we're out. <laughs> You've been listening to Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti. Broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. More information at hearwomentalk.com. Join us next week for another edition of Life on Purpose.